we get it a lot and a lot of it is, I suppose, uh, misinterpreted or just defaulted when we buy a property. But it's the whole tenants in common versus joint tenants when we're buying with our husband or wife or partner or brother or sister. So there's two of us buying a property together. Talk to us about what the contract defaults to and the difference between the two. Okay, so in New South Wales, there are boxes on the front of the contract that um, need to be ticked to elect whether you're going to be joint tenants or tenants in common. And in New South Wales, the way that the contract works is if in doubt, the one in capitals applies. So it's just something that you really need to be looking at and making sure you're making the election yourself and not letting some default position in the contract take over. Joint tenants means if one of the joint tenants dies, the property automatically goes to the other joint tenant, irrespective of what their will says. So it was always the common choice for a husband and wife. They would choose to be joint tenants so that if husband died, the property automatically goes to the wife. Noting that you can't override that by making a will and saying, I consider that I own 50% of this property and I want to leave it to X, Y and Z. Tenants in common is more like a business arrangement where you own nominated shares in the property. So friends, investors, siblings will commonly use tenants in common and your share in that property is dealt with on your death in accordance with what your will says. So with joint tenants, people will start to think, oh my God, that's a big decision to make. How do I know what's going to happen in five years or 20 years and that I'll still be happy with that decision? You can change that and you can change it without paying stamp duty. You can do what we call sever the joint tenancy which is serving a um, notice on the titles office and also on your joint tenant advising them that you are converting it to tenants in common. And what the law will do is the law will say, if you were joint tenants, we are going to make you tenants in common 50-50. So you'll end up with a 50% share each. Then you can leave that share to whomever you want in your will and deal with it individually. So we will often do that when parties have separated. The first thing we'll do is go and sever the joint tenancies. And also if otherwise circumstances have changed, we will sever the joint tenancy. One of the key things in making that decision about um, tenants in common and joint tenants is also know that a tenant in common can apply to the Supreme Court to force the sale of the property if they end up having a disagreement with their co-owners who also own shares in the property. So sometimes that can be a good protective measure. Um, One of the things, and without wanting to put you out there um, on display, John, you and I have done our co-owners agreements in property over time. So it's really important if you are tenants in common in a property that there's an agreement between 
you all as to what happens if one of you wants out or if one of you dies and that type of thing. Just to sort of tie off on tenants in common, tenants in common is also often an estate planning tool that we use when we've got second marriages and blended families and those families are coming together and the mum and dad want to make sure that on their death, their share in a property that has been acquired is going to go and be protected and go to their kids. Awesome. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Okay, so... If we're out there saying, okay, I better check my title and see what the arrangement is and, and we realise that it's it's joint tenants and we actually want it to be tenants in common, we simply fill out some paperwork, get all parties to sign and I think from memory it's like under $1,000 to get that yep, done yep, and, and, and change it over. Yep. That's right. And there's no stamp duty provided that you are happy that if there are two of you on the title and you're severing the joint tenancy, it's going to be 50-50. Yes. If you want to change that percentage of ownership, then you will go to 50-50 and then there will be stamp duty if you want to transfer 10% from someone to make it 60-40, for example. Sure. But you can't go from tenants in common to joint tenants without paying stamp duty. Oh, that hurts. <laughs> so <laughs> you've got to be you've got to be really yeah. careful about that choice. And it just comes back to the fact that you need to have good people in your corner before we go and make these decisions and go and buy these properties. And and like Mitch asked and like others have asked, like the good questions that we ask beforehand can potentially save us thousands and thousands of dollars, but also save us a lot of headaches and worry as well. Absolutely. And look, we love it when clients come and sit down with us and say, this is what we're thinking of doing. Can you help us understand all of the things we need to set up everything we need to do before we actually start to look for property mm. as opposed to people who have come to us, they've either signed contracts in the wrong name and realised that they wanted to do it differently or alternatively they've found a property, there are two other buyers and sometimes that compromises the flexibility of making the best choice because you've put the cart before the horse. And yes. I actually had a situation recently where clients were wanting to use self-managed super to buy a property. 
found their dream property, hadn't even started thinking about setting up a super fund. So by the time they're talking to us, talking to an accountant, they're told you're going to have to set up a fund, you're going to have to get a certificate confirming it's a complying fund and um, do all of that, do a bear trust. Then you're going to have to roll over your super from your retail funding yeah, to these six weeks. They were yeah. they were they lost their property. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Cart before the horse, yeah. or horse before the cart, whichever you think is uh, is right. But yeah, 